Welcome to the Mustang UMC podcast recorded each Sunday morning during our 8.30 and 10.50 a.m. services. We invite you to join us in praise and worship during that time, and our hope is that this podcast serves as an encouragement for you and for your family in your daily life. As we remain standing for the reading of our scripture, we're again reading the Beatitudes found in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, verses 3 through 10. Let's listen to the Word of God. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. It's always a privilege to be able to be asked to to preach. As Aaron said, I've been in ministry for 39 years, and now I'm retired for about six months, and I don't get as many chances to preach as I would like. But I'm glad to be able to do that today. And I'm also so thankful for our a praise team and the music that they lead us with. I'd ask particularly if they would do the song that we just sung, As the Deer. The first verse begins like this, As the deer panteth for the water, so my soul panteth after thee. You alone are my heart's desire, and I long to worship thee. That song is based on another song, an ancient song, from the book of Psalms, the hymnal of the Jewish people. It's based on Psalm 42, and I'd like just to share with you the first verse. It says, as the deer longs for flowing streams, so my soul longs after you. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. I think that Jesus knew that particular Psalm Certainly at synagogue, you know, they would read selections, sing these songs. And um, one of the favorite quotes that Jesus has is from the book of Psalms. He quotes often from them. And so when he is talking about the Beatitudes, the blessings, it doesn't surprise me that it echoes this psalm. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. I want to begin today by just taking a look at three parts of that that statement. It begins by saying that uh, those who hunger and thirst. So, how many of y'all been hungry before? I think everybody can raise their hand. We all know what it's like to be hungry. How many of y'all have ever been thirsty? We know what it's like to be thirsty. 
Now, my hungry is like this. In between meals, I get hungry and I want a snack. In Jesus' day, when people were hungry, they had missed a meal or two or more. Now, I have fasted before. I haven't fasted in a while, but I have fasted before. I did that for two days. I got pretty hungry. And one of the experiences that I've had is that at one of my churches, uh, we had what was called the 40-hour famine. And our youth were the ones particularly fasting during that time. Aaron was a youth at that time. And so he knows what it's like to go without food for 40 hours. I will tell you, when they broke their fast, we almost had to hold them back because they were ready to eat. And we had lots of food for them to eat. So I don't know about you, but I think going without food for any length of time gets me hungry. And it's the same with thirst. Nowadays, whenever I'm most thirsty is when I've worked out in the yard and um, it's a hot summer day and I'm ready for something to drink. Jesus' day, that was a little bit different. They couldn't just go to the water tap and turn it on, the water faucet. They had to get water from a well or maybe from a stream maybe from some other source, but they didn't have it right there in their home, like we do today, or to go to the refrigerator to get a drink from there. We want to have a cold drink. They often went without water. It was a dry and hot place to live. And so when Jesus talks to them about being hungry and being thirsty, when they think about what that means, it had a stronger and deeper meaning. But it was one that they could relate to because they knew what it's like to be hungry and be thirsty. So it is with us. We know what that's like. But Jesus says that they need to be hungry and thirsty for righteousness. That takes it to a whole different place. Now, Monday mornings, Aaron gets together with his staff and one of the things they do is look at the scripture for the week to come, and they're looking at that, and one of the first things was, well, what's righteousness? Righteousness has a little bit different meaning today, perhaps, than it did back then. And so I responded, well, righteousness is, you know, being in right relationship with God. And so as I was looking at the different translations of this verse, the amplified version had a little bit more of an explanation of this. And it says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, those who are actively seeking right standing with God. And so when I look at that, that they are seeking right standing with God, that helps me to know more about what this means. And so when, it, when you're seeking right standing with God, there's a couple of things that that means to me. One is that we want to be forgiven. We've all done things that are wrong. We've done things that we know that God doesn't want us to do. And one of the great good news of the gospel is that you and I can be forgiven. And that's a part of being in right 
relationship with God and right standing. But it's not all of it. In the Bible, or in theological terms, we talk about being justified. Justified is a good Wesleyan term as well. John Wesley used it often to describe that moment when a person made their first confession of faith in Jesus, that they were justified, that their sins had been forgiven, that God had pardoned them of all their sin. But to be hungering and thirsting for righteousness means more than just that one time, first time experience, but it's a a daily walk with God where we are trying to do the things that God wants us to do. We want to do the right things in the right way for the right reasons. And there's a theological term for that as well, and that is sanctification. Another good Wesleyan term John Wesley used often for those who are trying to live holy lives, those who are trying to be in right standing with God, those who are wanting to continue to walk on that journey with God day by day. And so we're looking at hungering and thirsting for righteousness. I don't know about you, but I don't go back and think, well, you know, about 20 years ago, I had a meal. No, I didn't want to go, well, I had breakfast this morning, or I had three meals yesterday and two snacks. It's something day by day by day that you have an active seeking for right standing with God. And the last word is built. Now, I like looking at the different versions, and many of them use the word satisfied. So blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. And I like the amplified version again because it uses the word completely satisfied. I think that's really what we're looking for, is we want to have complete satisfaction. And so, blessed are those who are actively seeking to be in right standing with God, for they will be completely satisfied. And so one of the things that this sermon does, and certainly it's a lot of good messages and things to do, is that the Beatitudes sort of serve as an entry point. It sort of gives you the thesis, if you will, for the message that's coming. And so it shouldn't really surprise us that Jesus is going to refer to something later on about this. And he certainly does with this beatitude. And in the sixth chapter, just the next chapter after this one, he has a whole section on don't worry about what you're going to eat. So in verse 25 it says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink or about your body, what you will wear. And he goes on to tell them about the birds of the air and how God takes care of them and the lilies, the field, how well, uh, you know, they are clothed. And then he wants to end this section as he keeps telling them, don't worry about these things. And in verse 31, he says, therefore, do not worry saying, what will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear? For it is the Gentiles who strive for all these things. And indeed, your Heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But strive first for the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. 
Jesus knew who he was talking about. If you start talking about being hungry, what happens? How many of y'all get hungry when I say that? How many, if I say I'm thirsty, if I got up here, you know, there was a famous Coke commercial where they just popped the lid and did it over the microphone and everybody on the beach came. You know, if you talk about being thirsty, you sort of get thirsty. And so Jesus knew that they were getting hungry and thirsty. And they were wondering, you know, when's my next meal going to be? Oftentimes when he taught for a while, people would stay there all day. They hadn't brought food with them. They were hungry. That's how he fed the 5,000. He was wanting to meet their needs. And so when you have this thought in your head, he knows that people are going to think, what am I going to eat? What am I going to drink? What am I going to wear? Now, we spend a lot of time thinking about that too. I don't know about you, but for a long time in our household, we'd go, what are we going to have for dinner? I don't know. What do you want to have for dinner? I don't know. And we'd talk for a while, and it took us a while to finally think, oh, let's go ahead and have this. Now, my wife, Priscilla, is pretty smart, and she decided she's tired of those conversations. So now we plan stuff for the whole week so we don't have to talk about it every day. I don't know about you, but there's many people that, you know, I go to the closet and think, what am I going to wear this morning? I don't think about it ahead of time, but I go to the closet and I think, oh, I'm going to wear this shirt. Guys have it a little easier. You know, we don't have as many options, perhaps. But there are women out there that they go, okay, how do I want to look today? What kind of statement does this make? What is most comfortable? Whatever it is, they think about what they're going to wear. And so it is... Jesus, even back then, he knew that they were thinking about these basics. And he says, don't even worry about those things. God knows that you need them. But seek first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And there's that word again, righteousness. And so, Jesus said, if you will seek those things, everything else will be added to you. It also doesn't surprise me that Jesus came and talked about these things on other occasions. One thing that I wanted to share with you was from an encounter that Jesus had with a Samaritan woman. And they were at a well. And so this lady, her name is not given. She simply called the woman at the well. Now, Jesus and his disciples were going from Galilee down to Jerusalem. Many Jews, whenever they would want to make that trip, they would not go straight there. Because that meant that you went through the region of Samaria. Instead, they would go around it rather than go through it. But Jesus and his disciples had gone through Samaria. They had arrived at a famous well called Jacob's Well. Because the grandson of Abraham, Jacob, had dug this well. And so it had been around for a couple thousand years. People from nearby would come to get water from that well. And so it was about noon when Jesus and his disciples arrived. The disciples go into a nearby town in order to find food. Jesus stays behind at the well. 
and here comes a woman from Samaria. Now, it's a little bit odd for a woman to come out at noon to get water because usually that was done first thing in the morning. Because you needed a daily water supply and also it was just a lot easier to do it in the morning because it wasn't as hot. But here it was, high noon, and this woman is coming to get water from the well. Jesus asks her something, or he says, give me a drink. And that's what I used for my title for the sermon today, give me a drink. Now perhaps the tone of Jesus, I always try to think, how is he saying that? I almost want to have a please, please give me a drink at this. He says, give me a drink, and the woman was taken back by that, and she said, how is it that you, a Jew, are asking me, a woman of Samaria, for a drink? Jews and Samaritans don't talk to one another. Men and women in that time didn't talk to one another. Not an unknown man or unknown woman. Here Jesus is breaking those protocols about talking to Samaritans talking to a woman. I'm sure Jesus was thirsty. Give me a drink. And when she responds the way he does, then he he responds back. And he says, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. And she responds, sir, You have no bucket, and the well is deep. Where are you going to get the living water? Are you greater than our ancestor Jacob, who gave us this well, and with his sons and his flocks drank from it? Jesus replies, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but those who drink of the water that I give will never be thirsty And she is pretty smart, so she says, Then Lord, give me this water that I may never be thirsty or have to come to this well again. Jesus then changes the pace of the conversation. He says, Well, go get your husband and come back. May have just been following protocol, etiquette, but it was different to this woman. When he said, go get your husband, she replied, I don't have a husband. And Jesus said, you've spoken truly. You've had five husbands, and the man that you're with now is not your husband. And she perceived that he was a prophet. They keep on talking for a while, and and Jesus confesses that he is the Messiah not just a prophet. And she is so excited about that that she leaves her bucket there, runs back to her town, and begins to tell everybody, come and see this man that told me everything that I've ever done. Can he be the Messiah? And Jesus stayed in that area for a few days and talked to them about the kingdom of God. And many people came to believe that he was the Messiah. Jesus and this woman, he had hit upon something, whether or not she knew it. 
She was looking for something that would satisfy her soul. In a song that I've sung many times called Fill My Cup, Lord, it begins the first verse by connecting with this story. It says, like the woman at the well I was seeking for things that could not satisfy. And then I hear my Savior speaking, draw from my well that never shall run dry. Now the chorus is more familiar to me because the United Methodist Hymnal only had the chorus. But we would sing it often and it would be, fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench this thirsting of my soul. Bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Fill my cup, fill it up and make me whole. Is that song familiar to people here? You've heard that song before? Okay, I'm going to have to sing it, I guess. Okay. Fill my cup, Lord, I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench this thirsting of my soul. Bread of heaven, Feed me till I want no more. Fill my cup, fill it up and make me whole. I think I heard a few voices out there. Y'all are going to get to sing it later, so it's okay. But there is something about recognizing that we are hungry and thirsting for righteousness. Because we are like that woman at the well. We are seeking things that do not satisfy. But if we hear the Savior speaking, draw from my well that never shall run dry. When we are hungering and thirsting for righteousness, for right standing with God, that we have received forgiveness and that we are wanting to do the right things in the right ways with the right intentions in our heart. And God is pleased. And Jesus gives us a promise. We will be satisfied. I almost wanted to title my sermon, Satisfaction Guaranteed. It is a blessing that Jesus gave to us. You're blessed. If you are hungry and thirsting, you may not have known it until I started talking about it. If you're hungering and thirsting for God, for His righteousness, then you can be filled, satisfied, completely satisfied. And I hope that you'll do some business with God whenever we have our time of communion. Thank you for listening to the Mustang UMC podcast. Once again, our services are at 8.30 and 10.50 a.m. every Sunday morning, and we would love to see you there. For more information about the Mustang United Methodist Church, please visit us at mustangumc.org or email us at office at mustangumc.org. That is office at mustangumc.org. We hope you enjoyed.